Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably one of the most entertaining marketing podcasts you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market, and we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Vincent and AJ talk with Edward Borelli, the VP of Marketing at Planet Fitness. He talks about how not only marketing strategies change over time, but the way consumers diversify and how they consume content. AJ has an odd week at the quiet office, and Vincent gets nostalgic about growing up in the 90s. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I am your host, Vincent Petrofess. I'm extra happy today for a variety of reasons. I wore my favorite cufflinks. It's the comedy and drama mask. I don't know. I just felt like dressing up because of this next guest. I already feel like I known him for years. Is that weird? No, it's not weird. We ain't bonded. It's a bonding thing. We grew up in the 90s. We were talking about that. We're both Chicago Bulls fans. We'll get to that in a moment. That's a little teaser, but it is so great to be back. Let's get it out of the way here. I always love doing this. I say this is how we pay the bills here. It's not, but all the cool radio hosts say it. Let's talk about who Starista is. We are a marketing technology company. We focus on identity. We have our own business to business data, our own business to consumer data. We work with companies to target that data, to get new customers. We have our own DSP. We can help you execute media, OTT, connected TV, email me, at vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am that we can help you. I just gave you my email address. Here's my phone number, 91. I'm kidding. That would be, we have too many listeners for me to do that. I can't do that. But what, what I can do is introduce you to the other thing I'm confident in here at Starista. And that is my CEO, my commander in chief. Ladies and gentlemen, I just got to see him in San Antonio. It was my pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's up, AJ? Hey, Vincent, it does feel a little odd this week. The office is pretty empty compared to last week where we had everybody in. So, yep. I bet you it's quieter too because the loud, obnoxious New Yorker is not there anymore. Yeah, yes. For some reason, Texans uh, seem to speak at a lower volume and I can still hear them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm, of course, referring to Will Kunkel, our VP of marketing. That wouldn't be me. He's a Long Island guy. We all know about those crazy Long Islanders, or maybe you don't. I don't know who's listening right now. But yeah, it was a good time to see everyone. I always like we do these things. You've heard us talk about it on the podcast. We, we get together every three months. We talk business and strategy. We have a little fun. And I'm already looking forward to the next one, which will be around our uh, summit which we always bring in a lot of guests, a lot of great podcast guests too. We always, uh, some of them we ask to come back and I have a feeling I'm already planting the seed with this guest here. Uh, I, I would love to have this particular guest and we haven't even talked to him yet. That's how confident I am. Maybe making an appearance on the summit. That's just a little, uh, just dropping that in. You got to put it out in the universe, right? If you want it to happen, but it was a great time, AJ. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I uh, actually had a little bit of a tough weekend. Uh, I tore my uh, MCL, so I am, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, so I was mostly resting this uh, morning, and then I saw we had a podcast, so I'm uh, chipper again. 
<laughs> wow, what does that mean? We were just talking about this. Yeah, uh, I know. My, you guys were my guest and I, had, uh, you know, our guest Edward and I were talking about Saquon Barkley, who is one of my favorite Giants, New York Giants players. He tore his ACL. Yeah. Edward, uh, he had, had torn an ACL as well. The MCL is this is is this like what? Are you out of the, you know, tennis? 0.40 or 40. I understand. I never can remember what you, what those uh, divisions we'll are. We'll see. Uh, it, it's a partial tear. So, and it's not as bad as an ACL. So uh, it's supposedly it'll heal on its own in a couple of weeks. So I'm supposed to go back in three weeks and see what happens, but uh, yeah, it's uh, supposed to be better than the ACL. If, uh, I mean, relatively speaking, I guess. So. <laughs> Well, come on. We need you. We need you back out there. The, the tennis world needs you back out there. It's uh, well, I didn't know that. Wow. Well, look, look at see, look at the dedication you have coming out here and, uh, you know, joining us on the podcast. Let's get to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am very excited about this next guest. He's from a company called Planet Fitness. You've heard of that. Planet Fitness. That's where you might need to go, AJ, to work out that injury. In Planet Fitness. I'm very happy to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, at guard, six foot six from North Carolina. No, I'm kidding. That's just how they, I don't know if he's six, six. I don't know. It's just how they introduced the Chicago Bulls. I was trying to do a big intro. He needs no intro. I already love this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the marketing stir, the vice president of marketing at Planet Fitness, Edward Borelli. What's going on, Edward? <laughs> hey, how's it going? That's a, that was a great intro, I have to say, but I'm nowhere near 6'6". Six, six. Me uh, neither. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little upset by it because my father was very tall and my uncle's, you know, over six foot tall. And I wind up being, I guess, the guy who hit that 5'11 mark. I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't get to six foot. So my uh, basketball career was cut, cut short. Yeah, I, I am at six feet, like six one. Uh, but yeah, no, no one's ever given me an intro uh, like that. <laughs> That's reminiscent of the Chicago Bulls days. I, we have a great announcer. I'm a New Yorker, uh, as people on the podcast know, and you know, Edward, but growing up in the 90s, I mean, you, you've been in Chicago so you, that's kind of your, your home team there but for me it's my only team that I don't do New York on you know growing up in the 90s for me you know we got to remember there weren't that many channels on so you had to watch what you had to watch and that's why a lot of my friends became uh, Cubs fans because they were on during the day Chicago Bears in the 80s into the 90s were good but the 90s there's no other team. The Bulls were the team. Yeah. Yeah. And those were always on. You wanted to watch something, it was always on. So that's how I became a Bulls fan. And I'm still a Bulls fan. You just don't depart from that, even though the Bulls haven't been great in, in the last few years. But uh, we share in the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> no, they, uh, that team was uh, the era of Jordan, as I say, was, was uh, something that we'll write about for a long time, talk about for a long time. So... Um, but I'm grateful. I was here. I saw it all. I witnessed it all. Went to the games. It was, oh wow! It was it was pretty amazing. So yeah, that's something I was never able to do. I've never been to a Bulls game. I've never been to a Bulls game. But I uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I should. I, I haven't been to a Bulls game in 
Chicago. I've been to a Bulls game here in New York. I go every year now to the Brooklyn Nets so I can kind of see him twice, which is good. And uh, I see Derek Rose all the time, actually. Former Bull, current New York Nick. His kids play at the same park as my kids. I don't say anything to him. I leave him alone, but he is there. So uh, that's a little bit. Southsider like me, too. So I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Derek Rose, uh, a Simeon uh, native. You went to high school there. Uh, just, just a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal story for Chicago. So we miss him in a Bulls uniform now. So same, yeah, I, uh, I miss him too. But I'm happy he's, you know, just signed that three-year deal. He's doing his thing yeah. uh, in New yeah. York. I'm happy to see him. Uh, every day but yeah I love uh, I mean he was one of my favorites too D Rose uh, along with Rodman and uh, Jordan Pippen but oh uh, we could talk all day about that the people wanted they're like hey I want to hear about marketing well let me tell you something yeah. first of all you know having Edward on you don't just get Planet Fitness you get New Era you get Nike right speaking of the Bulls speaking of the basketball speaking of just you know powerful brands Nike a new era and now planet fitness uh edward talk to us about your role within planet yeah. fitness some of your responsibilities yeah. there some of the day-to-day so essentially my role as a vp of marketing is i'm really responsible for channels of acquisition you know how do we get people into our clubs how do we keep people's members in our clubs uh, down to the market level. And this is a really hyper-local brand that even goes down to community, right? And understanding how people are looking at the brand, how a club can, can get new members into their doors. I mean, that's, that's basically my job every day is staying hyper-local, making sure we're investing in the right channels to get people excited about not just our brand, but just working out, you know, being their best, best selves, uh, having the best mental and physical fitness they possibly can have. But um, that's my job. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, that's awesome. And, and uh, I know what we're going to talk about. Uh, a lot of questions, you know, Planet Fitness, a powerful brand, you know, but the, you know, gyms are one of those businesses that, you know, might have during that pandemic time, not being able to open, we you know, so we're going to talk about that. But before yeah. we talk about that, I want to, how did you get into marketing? We always ask every one of our guests about that because sometimes it's, uh, you know, one or two times it's like, oh, I studied marketing and here I am. Most of the times it's, it's a different path completely. I, I would love to hear your story and, 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 you know, some of the brands you've been, yeah. it's, it's amazing. So uh, please share that with us. I mean, I realized what I wanted to do early on in life. Um, I had a brother-in-law uh, who was working for an African-American ad agency called Burrell here in Chicago. And I was just fascinated by the people he was working with, the creative process, you know, what he was doing. And I just knew this is what I wanted to do. So I went to school at University of Florida. I majored in advertising. I really started on the agency side. And I, I, I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but I think some of the best marketers start on the agency side because they really understand the inner, inner workings of an agency, the creative process, how they really are integral partners to a brand. You know, and uh, from there, I just, I got my MBA 
from uh, Mercer University. So decent little school. We upset Duke and attorney one year. <laughs> I always tell <laughs> people, <laughs> then they remember what the school, you know, great school and I uh, moved on the brand side. So with Home Depot, had a short stint. And then from there, just have been on the brand side. I really love helping develop brands. I really love uh, uh, starting new brands and here I am today. So that's how I got into marketing. But uh, marketing also, it's a, it's a love for understanding people, right? And what, what drives people, what gets people excited about something. So, and I just, I, I'm a people person. I love, I love marketing. It was meant to be, let's put it that way. <laughs> so. so Edward, during this pandemic, obviously a lot of our clients, especially retail clients were affected and then uh, fitness chains, of course, were uh, all, for most part all closed. So what's the reopening been like for you guys? What are some of the changes that you guys have had to do? Yeah, uh, March 17th will always be etched in my brain. That's the day all of our clubs closed. and. Um, it was, it was like walking through a minefield, you know, and talking about being hyper-local, it was managing, you know, working with government, governmental affairs and working with politicians and local districts to make sure that our clubs open in a way that was safe. And then also communicating to consumers that we're opening and doing everything possible to create a safe environment for them to work out. So it really boiled down to municipality level and how do we manage that and market at that level. So we had to grow up really quickly and, and um, become uh, gov uh, governmental affairs advocates and working closely with our communities to make sure we were doing the right thing uh, with with um, our, our gyms and opening up and, and sending the right messages to consumers also about our gyms. And what what are some of the marketing initiatives that uh, you're running right now? Now that things have reopened, what are some of the channels yeah. that you focus on? Yeah, I mean, it's always changing. I, I, I've told people I've never seen the marketplace move this fast. This is blowing my mind, you know? Uh, so really, our, it, it really it really depends on who we're targeting and where we're targeting folks. So our mix has changed pretty, pretty significantly over time. TV's always been our go-to, but our digital channels have ramped up significantly since this pandemic. And that coincides with what's happening with the consumers. The consumers now are, are diversifying how they consume content. They're not cutting back necessarily on consuming content, but they've diversified it in a way that it's really created a robust marketing mix for us where connected TV, OTT, some of those key channels you mentioned earlier that you guys are experts in have become, have become big priorities for us and part of the marketing mix, so. Um, uh, you know, it's, and it's going to keep evolving. It's going to keep evolving and we have to stay on top of that. I think any marketer needs to understand what's happening now with the consumers and how they're interacting with their brand, but also invest in what's happening in the future and, and stay ahead of the curve as much as possible. So that's where we are now. And, and we have to be more nimble than we've ever been before. 
You know, Edward, you, you mentioned before being a, a, you know, a great, you said a great listener or, or a great communicator with, with people, understanding yeah. people. What are some other skills that, that you have and that marketers should have mm -hmm. to kind of really enter this field or separate them in this field to be a, a, a successful marketer? I don't know if my wife thinks I'm a great listener, but I, <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I know, me neither. That's like here's the... uh, I, I tell her I, I listen to people. That's my job. But uh, just kidding, just kidding. Um, I think you know, really uh, putting yourself in the shoes of the consumer. You know, having empathy, and and not just looking at the world and looking at what's happening in the marketplace through your own eyes. I mean, empathy is a huge thing that I think marketers have to have that ability to, to be able to shift their paradigms, understand how are other people looking at the brand and what they're experiencing. Uh, humility is another thing. And humility isn't just set, is, isn't a shy thing or you know, not being confident in what you know. Humility is asking what else is there out there and being able to ask those questions and be able to approach problems in the marketplace and, and things that are happening with consumers with a question. With a question. So uh, that, those, are, those are skills that people definitely have to have. And it's a balance too. It's a balance between that art of understanding people and always staying on top of that. And then the science, I mean, we have so much data available to us now. We have so many insights we can pull from that. And then how do you bring those two together in a way to, to really create a holistic approach to how you market to people? You know, so the people side is huge. And that's, it's, it is an art. It really is an art. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, uh, you, you live, you know, how you relate to other people, how you talk to, to people that are different than you are, the same as you are in a lot of aspects. But then also to bring in the data on top of that, so you're not always assuming things and making key strategic decisions for your brand based upon assumptions, you know. So it's, it's a combination of the two. And great marketers master that. And, and I, you know what I love about Planet Fitness? Because like Planet Fitness to me, you know, it's, I feel like I don't see ads for any other gyms. And Planet Fitness is one of those things. You see the thumb, right? You see, you yeah. see that. But it's also the, you guys are positioned as the shame-free gym. You, you, you always see that. Judgment I love free. Judgment free. <laughs> judgment free. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a shame free, like beginner friendly. Yeah. yeah. Judgment free zone. I, you know, I, I, I love that. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, but yeah, you're judgment free, right? Sometimes you go to a gym. I remember going to a gym and they're like, what, what are you only putting up 220? That's my, uh, my <laughs> Italian friends. Is that all you're doing? I'm like, well, who am I kidding? I don't think I ever put up 220. You know what I mean? But it's like with, with, with planet fitness, you know, it, it, it's, it's that concept. And I love that concept. Uh, has that helped kind of change some of the dialogue in, in the health and fitness world? I hope so. You know, the biggest barrier for people in terms of embracing fitness is intimidation. People are afraid to step in that type of environment and, and not know how to use the equipment. You know, how to even check in, how to even dress to go into a gym. And 
it, it, it can be very intimidating, even for people that have worked out their entire lives to step into a new environment like that. And I think the brilliant thing around Planet Fitness and you know how this brand was created was really to be inclusive and to stay ahead of that. And inclusion is the now, but to have that as the foundation of the brand when this brand was created in the 90s and have that type of foresight was brilliant and in terms of uh, the brand and how the brand's evolved over time. But it's, it's the thing that attracted me to Planet Fitness and want to work for this brand was uh, creating opportunities for everybody. Uh, you know, this company goes places where competitors don't go and they target people that some competitors don't target. And that's extremely important for me and why, why I became a part of the brand, so. Edward, what do you yourself like to do for fitness? <laughs> Whatever I'm doing is not enough. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, I tell people, you know, your fitness uh, journey, it's a, it's a, it's a war, right? It's, it's, it's a series of battles. And for me, it, it changes constantly. I like to go to the gym. I like to go for walks. I like to hit the bike every now and then. I like to work out at home. So it really, and, and having a 10 and 11 year old helps too, because I'm always running around chasing them and trying to keep up with their sports. But it really is just, uh, for me, whatever I'm doing, just have a positive mindset towards it. You know, just going for a walk for an hour a day. That's been my new thing now. Uh, Sometimes an hour can turn into two hours. Was so just having a positive mindset uh, uh, towards it because what we're seeing more now than ever is physical fitness, staying staying active also is a key component to your mental mental health and and we needed that we need it and we need it more now than ever during the pandemic uh to go out there walk you know just stay active it's 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 um whatever i'm doing i'm just trying to stay positive and i'm mixing up and sometimes i'm going to gym every day you know, I go through periods just like everybody else does you know and sometimes I haven't hit the gym in a month, you know, so it, 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 it's constantly evolving, but I, I like to stay active as much as I can. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think uh, sometimes I look at people running outside in the Texas heat and it makes me <laughs> tired from my air conditioned car. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, other times yeah. I'm out there playing tennis in the hundred degree weather. So it's just kind of yeah. It's, uh, I think uh, exercise is such a mental part besides the physical aspect. Yeah, and, and, you know, when I worked for Nike, they had a saying, if you have a body, you're an athlete, right? That's how I see physical fitness. Physical fitness isn't for young people or for, or for select few. It's really for everybody. It's, 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 you know, you have a body, you have a mind, you need to, you need to exercise it. And, and reap the benefits of that uh, as much as possible. So um, that's 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 how we all should be approaching our our, our, our lives and our fitness journey. And Edward, you've worked at Nike. You've worked at quite a few big companies. What are some of the experiences that you 
took from working at these large brands that uh, you can tell us about? Yeah, I think you know the bigger brands and the experiential brands like Nike, like Levi's, some of the companies I work for, is they really obsess over the consumer and what drives the consumer, and they they're very emotional. Uh, when I mentioned when I mentioned to people that I work for Planet Fitness or I work for Nike, it evokes emotion in people. And those brands in particular, which I've had a blessing to work for very, you know, high visibility brands, everybody has a story behind. And and people have very strong emotions towards. So uh, those brands in particular understand that. They're driven by their values and they know how to get their consumers excited. So um, those are the big things. I think that the, the brands that are innovative and at the, at the top are really are, are constantly evolving. That's how they're winning in the marketplace right now. It's driving emotion, staying ahead of innovation and, and making sure consumers are connecting not just with the brand, but with each other and with the brand being a part of that connection. And Edward, you mentioned it before in, in, in some ways how Planet Fitness all-inclusive was kind of, you know, that was in the 90s to kind of see that. You know, you also a lot of things that are happening now with brands or brand activism, right, on, on yeah. social issues. Yeah. You know, what, what role do you think brands should play in social issues? And, and how is your company marketing uh, how's yours? How is your company's marketing driven by some of those values? I mean, brands should be at the forefront of what's happening in our communities. And now consumers are, and people are looking more to brands to be change makers and agents of change more so than they are to, you know, their local politician or their local uh, uh, firefighter, police, police officer, or municipality worker. So brands have an extreme amount of influence on communities. And, and people now wanna see what your brand stands for. And they wanna spend their money to advocate for that and to support that and, and, and hope to reciprocate that back with the company and the brand being a part of their community and driving those values to help change what's happening with our, within our communities. So, uh, I'm all for that. I'm all for brands being at the forefront of, of what's going on. Now, can all brands be like Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> Not necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's the lane Ben and Jerry's has chosen, you know, to be an activist brand. They're, they're, they're very bold with that. And that's what they stand for. But we all have a responsibility to our communities to give back, to, to lead with our values and to, and to be agents of change. So, and that's what they expect of us now. And I, I love hearing that. And you know, it's like, if, if people see that, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about, oh, I don't go to that brand because they support yeah. this or they support that or, or if you, but, but if you would love a brand, I'm so loyal to my brands. It's my wife is like, 
you have eight of those sweatshirts. I'm like, well, yeah, because I love how it fits and I'm loyal to my brand. But I do look for that. You know, like the the older I get and, and as, as a parent now, as you were, you were saying, you look for that. You're like, you know, what are some of these brands doing out there? Because we have so much more options nowadays. We have so many more choices. It's, it's like, you know, if that's a brand that's doing good things to do good, you know, to do good things, that's a brand that I want to support. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad that's out there as well. I, I wanted to ask you, Edward, we, we touched upon it and AJ did in the beginning, but did you have to pivot your marketing during that time? I remember you said it's March 17th, which normally is a happy time. It's St. Patrick's Day and people are out drinking and they're having fun and everyone's wearing green. But March 17th, you're right. A lot of that, that shut down. How did you have to pivot uh, then and now? Because you, you know, a lot of the increase in at-home gyms. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and for that, I have to say, A, was, we were very nimble. Uh, we, we jumped on this right away in terms of staying engaged with people and with our consumers out there to just stay active. And it went back to our values and, and what drives us. So kudos to our national partnerships team. They created a whole campaign, United We Move, which were free 20 minute workouts on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And our franchisee community really came together and were offering up some of their partnerships, like you know, some athletes with, with some of the teams they, they work with and sponsor, uh, from mascots to trainers at our gyms to just families and stars working out, doing these 20 minute workouts that are free to everyone uh, and just keeping people engaged and going back to what makes our brand truly unique and special. And that's really about movement and just keeping people moving movement is medicine and just embracing that. And, and they were tough times when we all went through them, right? And having that type of approach to engage people and to keep people moving was, was brilliant. So uh, we just kept engaging people out there until our doors actually were able to start reopening. Uh, and we did that for a long time, so. Edward, a personal question, a staple for our podcast is uh, <laughs> I, I feel I, I love this question for Edward because he, he, seemed, he seems so he seems so nice I, I would love to hear this uh it, this question it, here it, oh. it's, it's the nicest people that have the best answers I know <laughs> no pressure so so Edward with your title and your background uh, working at so many brands I'm sure you get a lot of unsolicited messages and solicitations. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. you know, what is a message that gets a response from you? And then the other part of the question that we love even more is what's something that really, really annoys you? <laughs> Good question. Good question. I think the questions that and and when people reach out to me, they get the response from me. It's just people that want to connect and learn and have conversation. Uh, and to me, that goes back to what I was talking about earlier, right? Is how do we relate with other people? Uh, those and for me, I always am open to talking, and to, especially talking about marketing, talking about the brands I've worked for, uh, and I want to hear what other people are doing out there. Uh, 
uh, to learn, honestly. And, that's, and that goes back to leading with humility. So those types of outreaches I, I, I respond to, especially even students. I love if a student reached out to me, I immediately respond. And, and because I remember being in their shoes, right? And that goes back to empathy. Uh, and I'm always here to help uh, students learn and evolve and become better marketing professionals. Uh, the ones that I typically don't respond to is, you know, sales pitches. I mean, anybody's going to tell you that right off the bat is yeah, I don't really look at LinkedIn as a hard channel for sales. Uh, I looked at LinkedIn as really a community for professionals who engage and share ideas and, and talk to each other more than anything. Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, sale comes down the line, you know, but at first, I think the approach is wanting to connect with me as a professional and just, and vice versa. And then if there's something that makes sense for us to talk on a business standpoint, uh, from a partnership or vendor, vendor to business relationship, then yeah, I'm open to that too. So. And I, and I can, and you know, right off the bat, which ones are selling you something, you know, they, they say Edward, you know, it's just, uh, my mom called me, it calls me Edward, you know, <laughs> my dad called me Edward when I was in trouble. You know, it's just be, you know, be yourself, you know, I know it's a professional platform, but we're all people, you know, uh, reach out just because you're interested in what I'm doing, what I'm saying, and, or if you want to learn something and I, and I would love to learn from you too. Great answer and uh, as nice as we expected. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, I can't wait to see that. It's like, uh, he's Edward, he's like, you know, so uh, we've been calling you Edward this whole time and you prefer that's Ed? Is that... no, that's perfect. You can call me Ed, Edward, you know. Okay, uh, yeah. All that stuff, I'm good. I, after that comment, I'm definitely calling him Ed. I'm calling him Ed, my, 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 my friend Ed. I was like, you know, here I am, I know. It's uh, just don't call me Mr. Borelli. That's all I know. Then I feel really old. (laughs) I never have to worry about people calling me Mr. Petrofessa because my last name is so hard to understand. People always go with Vincent or Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I just recently learned his last name. You did, yeah. I just I commented about that the other day. You just uh, it's I've known you 11 years. Well, you kept bringing it up in podcasts, so I had to learn it after 10 years. Yeah, this was a subtle hint here uh, again, just to remind them about it. Uh, Ed. So, uh, sorry, go ahead, AJ. Not easy either. So, especially how it's spelled B O U R E L L Y. I've heard a lot of crazy things. <laughs> like, but continuing on the first... my name. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So now that we're on a first name basis, Ed. uh, what's gonna been a personal highlight for you in the last couple of years i would say i mean the 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 things that i enjoy doing more than anything are the things that i saw having a direct impact and changing someone's life and um uh, when I was with Nike, for instance, we we brought World Basketball Festival to the South Side of Chicago. So we had, you know, these huge concerts with Common. We brought the USA Basketball team right there on the South Side of Chicago. Uh, Anthony Davis 
you know, was talking to kids, you know, kids looking up to them and just talking about his journey and how he grew up in their neighborhood and how he, you know, loves, loves, you know, the city and how anything's possible. So things that I was able to be a part of like that in my career, and especially over the last couple of years where I've, I've seen it make a direct impact on people's lives. Those, those, those are the things I'll always remember. Um, even from a Planet Fitness standpoint, just you know, hearing the stories of people and their journey to fitness, how people have come, members have come into our doors and how they've turned their whole lives around and how we've been able to help people do that is, is incredible. And it, it's big kudos to our, our team that's there in the gyms every day because they keep people in a positive mindset. You know, they create such a welcoming atmosphere for folks and some of the stories that you hear back all the time just, just are amazing. So, um, any, anything I can do to help people. That's, those are things that I, I can say uh, I'll always re will remember. No, we, we love hearing that. And that's uh, now that towards the end of the podcast, again, we keep, we, this is the personal side, right? We, we try to, we, the, the podcast, the marketing stir is we wanted it to be like we met you, Ed, at a bar at the conference, at a conference. So you talk about a lot of things. So so let's see. So in third grade, you once, no, I'm kidding. We don't get that down. We don't get that. <laughs> we don't get that personal. Well, I got some great third grade stories. Oh, me too. <laughs> I, used to, I used to remember me and my friends would have crack fights on each other. That's, anyway, that's a whole... Uh, but so, uh, what do you like to do when you're not winning awards like the Nike NBA apparel vendor of the year award, the brass knuckles award? Say, I told you I embarrassed you a little bit, the <laughs> Nike Maxim winner. So what, what do you like to do for fun? You know, we talked a little bit about it, but tell us what you like to do for fun. What do you, uh, you know, typical weekends for you, some of your passions? I mean, I love sports, of course. I'm a sports junkie, but really I just loves you know spending time with my kids i have an 11 year old and 10 year old uh, both daughters I, I didn't have a son and uh they humble me every day it was some of the things that they say some of the things that they're learning uh they're way ahead of where i was <laughs> at that age you know? it, just, it blows my mind uh you know coaching my kids softball team you know just seeing how these kids have just given it their all, you know, from tears coming down their faces to them just, you know, trying their best. I, I love that. I love that. It keeps me, keeps me young, I can say. So, you know, anything like that, I just, I'm drawn to. And I, I also think it's, it's a unique way to look at the world too, right? To look at the world through the eyes of a child and just understanding what, they're doing with now, especially in these times and how they're able to just stay happy and have fun is it's, it's amazing. So. Yeah. I, I love you all teared up here, man. Oh, I know. Hey, I, <laughs> let me tell you something, Ed, for me, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I, I uh, became a dad a little bit later. Um, and uh, so I, I love little things like that. I, I, I see what my, my son is doing. Some of the phrases, he's like insulting me, but I'm also impressed. He, he's four. He was like, he's like, dad, you're a stupid octopus. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense, but it's hilarious. I'm like, what is that even? That's the worst thing. He got so mad. He called me a stupid 
octopus. Yeah. And I'm like, that's genius, you know? And, and yeah, I trust me, I get all these little things that I do. I went to go to my first movie. Yeah. Uh, I went to my friend Regal Cinemas here. We had a great, uh, that we had the CMO of Regal Cinemas on and he was like, oh, you know what? Take your son, uh, here's some tickets. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I was gonna do it anyway. But, and I'm watching him watch a movie. I'm like, I'm gonna lose, am I gonna lose it? In yeah. boss baby family business right now, <laughs> like what's gonna happen? <laughs> uh, true story. I'm like, it, it, yeah, it's. I'm so. I'm way more sensitive than my my wife is. My wife is, you know, she's not like that type of person. She yeah. and it shows, uh, you know, different ways. But yeah, I'm in Paw Patrol. And I'm I like, liked I gonna... how you left it at. Uh, she's not that type of person. I was like, oh boy, he's yeah, about so to that, dig you, himself a hole. That's a whole new. She doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, <laughs> even though she is in marketing, which is like, come on. Uh, but uh, Ed, just some final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with uh, on yourself, some thoughts about, you know, where you think Planet Fitness you would like to see in the next, you know, few months or year. Yeah. The floor is yours. Uh, yeah, I, the floor is mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, you know, I was, I was thinking about this question a lot and I just want to tell people these, I know it's crazy out there right right now. You know, people are more divided than ever. Uh, but at the same time, as a marketer, you know, going back to, you know, the subjects that we're talking about, these are exciting times. Uh, like I said, I've never seen the market move the way it has. I've never seen this type of innovation driving marketing, social issues driving, driving marketing. Our consumers are more connected and more savvy than they ever have been. And it's, it's really a time to just keep learning, you know, keep learning, keep evolving, you know, keep, you know, with that, keep with the humble uh, attitude, because trust me, things are going to change immediately tomorrow, <laughs> you know, uh, like, like Chris Rock says in, in, in Hollywood, you're, you're here today, you're gone today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it, things are moving so fast. And it's, to me, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because it just keeps us on our toes. It keeps us asking what's still out there and where are the things that we, where are the things that we should be investing in and how we should be investing in. And it's, these, these are exciting times. Uh, for us uh, as as marketers more than ever. So uh, I, I think just keeping that positive attitude and staying on top of that is 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 the way that everybody's gonna have you know fruitful fruitful careers in, in this in this profession. So I love it. I love it. Great final thoughts. Yeah. Staying positive. I, I love that. Yeah. I don't think I've laughed this hard at an episode <laughs> yet. This has been so fun and amazing. Yeah, we loved having you, ladies and gentlemen. One more time for the Vice President of Marketing, Ed Borelli from Planet Fitness. Go check out Planet Fitness. You know it's coming up to that time. You want to go work out anyway, get your mind right, get your body right. Uh, this will air right around the time where you're like, oh, I, it's time for that gym membership now. This <laughs> Thanks has been for having me, guys, too. And AJ, great meeting you. Vincent, like you said, we, we talked before. We we talked for like an hour before we started talking about we went over we went over the time it's usually like the i was like this is just a 30 minute call and then uh you know that's why 
I was like, I can't wait to get Ed on the podcast. This has been uh, amazing. Thank you so Dude, much. Thanks, guys, for having me. No problem. We loved having you. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. That's Ed Borelli. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.